Good evening, everybody. It's always entertaining on this end to see the the honcho's face frozen in a rictus grin waiting for the camera to go live. But <laughs> <laughs> this is What's on Joe Mind. It's Friday. It's 9 o'clock Eastern. You had nothing else to do, so thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, I am your host, Mike Irizarry. With me up here on the top row, still frozen in rictus grin, it's the honcho, Mark Weber. What's former up? head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand. Right? And tonight, I know we've all sacrificed during COVID, but rivalry week. And right now, it's ASU U of A, baby. <laughs> if the Sun Devils weren't kicking that ass 42 to 7 at the half, oh, wow. I might have it on in the background. But you know what? Mischief managed. So, no problems. Yeah, my uh, my football team's rivalry game was canceled due to COVID. So, uh -huh. yeah. we didn't we didn't lose. We were probably going to win. Yeah, we're number six in the country now. It's Indiana's. Bad. It's Indiana's one great season, man. This you can't uh, any any time they lose a game, it's it's tragedy. I know nothing of this sports stuff you guys are talking about. Yeah, oh, sorry. If, if you can hang in pro wrestling a little bit, that's probably more the concern. There's no the, sports on the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Down below the honcho there is Rack Time Rob, uh, filling in for Joe Colton tonight. Hello! Uh, Joe Colton is off again, despite off. being the one person people want to see in our live stream. Uh, she is off because it's her birthday. Fair enough. So happy birthday to Joe Colton. We know you're probably not going to watch the show and hear that, so whatever. 49 yeah. today. She is somewhere between 26 and 73, somewhere. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I promise a toe-free appearance. <laughs> Good. And, of course, our very special guest uh, in bottom bottom left, that is Scott Zillner of ToyWizards.com. Hello. Scott, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. It is no trouble, my friend. No trouble. Uh, enjoyed it. Your work at Toy Wizards for some time now. <laughs> Glad we finally got you in because uh, uh, it was a couple months ago. I was asking, I was talking to Mark Belomo, and I was like, "Mark, I need, I need a, a toy site because I'm, I was losing track of everything else. I figured I needed to stay at least kind of abreast of everything going on in the industry, and and I was, I, I didn't have one place I could go. I said to to Mark, "It's like, Mark, where do you go for your toy news?" And he said, ToyWizards.com. So there we you go. We him for that. We actually had to give him five bucks. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was a paid endorsement. We appreciate it. Excellent. But it's deductible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Business expense. <laughs> That's it. Is that plugola or payola? I forget. <laughs> you guys, are the radio guys, you would know. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. We we know all about. Um, that business, <clears throat> but uh, anyhow, that's uh, so much for intros. That's a quicker intro segment than we normally do. We usually we're rattling on for 15, 20 minutes because you know, Honcho's got some story about the kids. Well, we didn't tell them that it was toy wizards.com for their daily toy news. Well, there you go, then. See, yeah, <laughs> we just assume everybody knows that. Like, come on, people. 
We have right. to see it. That's part of the stick there, you know, toy-wizards.com. I didn't want to step on your line, man. I was Sorry. hoping you would step in and and correct there and be like, no, plebes. Let me yeah. tell you, I am Toy Wizards, Toy-Wizards guru. Well, it's, it's Toy Wizards is, uh, is me and Lauren Stone, and then we have several other uh, friends and partners that also work on it as well. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's me and Lauren. Excellent. And we will come back and, and get all the, the specifics on that uh, later on in the program. But first, we got news. Dude, 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 dude. That's uh, dude. In, in case you in case you haven't seen before, uh, our, our cast takes turns uh, being the ticker machine. So mm -hmm. that if <laughs> if uh, Mark starts duding uncontrollably, it's OK. He's not having a seizure. Right. Or possibly. I mean, we can't rule it out. True. True. But we're going to go with no seizure on that one. Fair enough. Knock on, knock on table. Right. Uh, first one is, <laughs> first news item is another quick review. Uh, GalaxyCon is hosting G.I. Joe virtual experiences this weekend. That is tomorrow the 12th and Sunday the 13th. As we have reported for a couple of weeks now, guests will include Michael Bell. B.J. Ward, Mary McDonald Lewis, Bill Ratner, Will Ryan, Francois Chow, Neil Ross, Hank Garrett, Keone Young, Morgan Lofting, Brian Cummings, and Greg Berger. Uh, so they are loaded up across two days and two panels. There is no fee to attend. Uh, for more information and autograph pricing, visit galaxycon.com. That's G-A-L-A-X-Y-C-O-N.com. That's a we, we have now fulfilled our contractual re requirements of our friend Brian Cummings. I mean, we talked about it last week. Other than uh, Arthur, right? And that's pretty much a who's who of Joe voices. Yeah, they, they, Zach Hoffman is is out. And Zach, yeah. Well, you know, he might be there in disguise. Could be. Could be. He <laughs> could just be somebody else. You know, all of a sudden, Greg Berger just pulls the mask away. And yeah. Secretly, Zach Hoffman. Although I think that's about a foot height difference. <laughs> so neat trick. Yeah. Neat trick if he can pull it off. But um, that brings us to our next news item. Doot, doot. Doot, doot, doot. That that doot. may be a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Blame it on the mic. It's just What's internet lag. Our, our second news item was provided by the gentleman who is our guest this evening. We're talking. I, I, Scott, Scott's like, oh, wait, there! I have to pay attention again. <laughs> That's like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, earlier this week, Scott, you, you broke some news. You were part of a media scrum with the Hasbro design team all about G.I. Joe. Uh, why don't you fill yeah. us in on the, the backdrop of that? Uh, that was really neat. You know, it's something where, you know, Hasbro outreach to Toy Wizards and a couple other uh, media and, and media people and whatnot, like uh, comicbook.com. Uh, Daniel Pickett was there from Action Figure Insider. And I want to say it was a small group of like maybe 10 or 12 people. And basically they kind of did a round table where they just started from one person and went down and then did it a second time. So everybody had like two questions and 
you know, we we all got to kind of piggyback off of other people's questions. So it was a it was an interesting uh, media event. It was interesting to find out some stuff that we didn't know, and then it was also really good to like put in our questions rather than just like, hey, we're not grabbing at the ether here. We really want to know what is the answer to this. What is the answer to that? And some of the stuff they could tell us, and some of the stuff they could be like. Not going to talk about that, you know, so it, that was very interesting. Even what they didn't say gave us some information on what's going to go, happen further and go further with this line as it is a new line for Hasbro in effect since they haven't made anything since, you know, the G.I. Joe 50th figures and stuff. So, um, you, you, you know that game, don't you, Mark Weber? Uh, I've read about it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good figures, let me tell you. Uh, I assume it was, uh, it was it Lenny, uh, Panzica? I'm sorry? Who were, who were the has representatives on? Uh, yeah, on the uh, Lenny was there, Ben was there, and Mark, Mark Narman, Harmon? Yeah. Don't, don't know him. But, Le but I know Lenny and Ben, good peeps. He's been on, uh, a couple of their, uh, live shows for Hasbro Pulse. Okay. Okay. I don't have my notes here at my desk because I use them on the video, so they're in the other room. <laughs> no worries. That's kind of cool. You got you got two two rooms set up for video. Yeah, I used to do videos here in the office, but I moved it to uh, like my arcade room just for more space, and I can make a bigger mess out there and and whatnot. So. Well, there's toys on the bookshelves as opposed to books. Yeah, but these are all books about toys, so it works out. I mean, I guess, but you know, I, I, I can't see that that small. That's that's no good. Giant robots. I can see giant robots. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a you know both 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 areas are a really nice back view uh, when you're going to be on on something. It's all part of the sprawling toy dash wizards complex. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Until we, we get we, that third wing put in, this is what we have to deal with. Right. We, we know all about it with the maintenance of, of the chasm-like what's on Joe Mine compound. <laughs> but uh, go on, Scott. I didn't mean, we didn't mean to cut you off there, but to tell us. Uh, you know, it was, it was a really great experience for, you know, several of us to, to get out questions that we really needed to know or information that we really felt the fans needed to know. Um, you know, right off the bat, Lauren hit them hard with a, what are you guys going to do to make it better? Because we're dying out here. You know, um, everyone's hit that issue where you've gone to the store and there's nothing on the shelves. I go, every time I go to the store, I check the shelves. And nine times out of ten, there's nothing there, you know. And it's made a lot of collectors very hesitant to even get into it or some people just to give up completely they're like i can't get everything so i'm just gonna quit and it's like dude we're only like 20 figures in the line right now like you 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 this is not the time to quit this is the time to persevere get what you need trade with friends make make frenemies to get what stuff you want if you don't already have it um even I didn't get a Baroness at retail. You know, I could never find one. It, it was definitely 
a hard uh, hoop to jump through with that Cobra Island. And that was brought up like, please don't put us through that again. Um, and they said that, you know, look, with all of the early wave one and wave two and Cobra Island was all on a very minuscule order amount. And it did really, really well. And an example of that is when you go to your Target store and you're looking for G.I. Joe, there's Ghostbusters right next to G.I. Joe. And they're always there because nobody <laughs> bought the Ghostbusters. Everybody bought G.I. Joe's. But going into it, they had no idea. They bid the same order amount, like that's hypothetically, air quotes, for Ghostbusters as G.I. Joe, and Ghostbusters are still there. And that's the difference between just fans going rabid for this line and the fact that with COVID, we're all at home. We're not going to concerts. We're not going to movie theaters. We're not going out. We are going to Target and Walmart. We're buying a, a crap load of toys. I don't know how we have to keep this censored. Uh, you're all right. All right. Uh, we <laughs> Nobody's are watching anyway, Scott. You're good. <laughs> we're buying a lot of toys because we have income that we're not spending on what we normally would spend it on. We're not even going out to eat like we used to. So therefore, what do we do? We buy toys. That means a lot of new collectors are now suddenly buying toys. And what lines are they buying? They're buying G.I. Joe. They're buying Star Wars. They're buying Power Rangers. They're buying He-Man in greater numbers than some of us older collectors are used to seeing people at the store for. And that caused just a perfect storm on the G.I. Joe line specifically, because it was new, it was hard to get, and it got hit hard by both collectors, new collectors, and a short run supply window. I know when I was out hunting for the Target exclusives, I could have, at any at any time I walked into Target, I could have walked out with all six of those Ghostbusters figures. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. People are like, well, they're not there because of the scalpers. The scalpers took all of our figures. And it's like, like there's scalpers out there, there always will be. It's but it's a percentage. For every scalper, there's more collectors buying these toys, and that's what feeds those scalpers too. Is the fact that there isn't enough toys now. If the manufacturer bought, you know, uh, made enough toys to meet demand, we wouldn't have such of a problem. Like no one's scalping Ghostbusters. There, there's not. There's no point. There's figures on the shelves. And I think with Firefly and Viper next year in Cobra Island, they learned their lesson and they're going to have more. Um, but on a recent target run for the uh, Mandalorian, you could take off the helmet and have the little baby Yoda. I was there with six other dudes the first thing in the morning and they get one case of six figures for a month or two months. Like six figures didn't last 10 seconds on that morning and they were gone in fact there was eight people so like not even everybody could get them but if each store only got six and that only takes care of the first 10 minutes the store is open the store is making a problem the store needs to have an in cap of those figures like they do the baby yoda plush they have no no problem making an in cap of baby yoda plush dolls and that's because they knew there would be a demand there for that. There was, they did not know, now they do, that there is such a demand for G.I. Joe figures. And so we will see more coming up next year. 
than we saw this year, it won't be so hard on us to buy these figures, to plug those holes in our collection because they're going to re-release some figures. And we'll have a much better time getting G.I. Joe than we did this year, and it won't be such a fight for everything that we have. Uh, did, was there any was there any mention made of just that that four or five month hole in the supply line that COVID caused? That delayed everything. That delayed stuff that was in progress. Everything shut down. And I it, I, I work in the toy industry. I've been working in the toy industry for sixteen years, something like that. Like a long time, and the toy factories don't just make toys some of them do some are just a dedicated factory to toys other ones make you know mouse mice or whatever else they want and then make toys whatever that that setup is but those factories run 24 7 every day of the week so everything is scheduled for months and months and months so when you shut something down whether it be a day or a month or two months or three months, you're going to have a huge backlog of everything. And then there's a shipping delay. And then with COVID shutting down airports, now there's also a flight delay. So sometimes you could fly stuff over. You can't fly stuff over. It only can be shipped over. Well, the ships are full and they're waiting at the docks to be unloaded because now the unloading is taking an extra five months. So it just causes a giant Thanksgiving night on 405 backlog. Uh, for those of you that live in LA, you know what Thanksgiving night, the night before Thanksgiving on 405, it's just massive rows of cars all not going anywhere. And that's what happened with the entire distribution line. And we're still feeling those effects. Nice. So do they is the thinking that there are more of say for example the target exclusives that just haven't made it to target distribution centers yet or are they done and it just kind of came and fits and starts or like i guess they, i guess i kind of get a feel did they did they let on where they were in the process i guess is the question in the process of of what exactly uh, you, well you said they're they're getting these figures out to people that missed them first time around are are there more coming from the same run or are they we just waiting for a second run you're what we're waiting for is it, it, they kind of commented on like you know we're going to go back for some figures that were hard to get and we're going to make new runs an example of that was the roadblock and scarlet that we got leaked that same day showing repaints of roadblock and scarlet and so what we're going to see is what, we'll, we, what we will see is, I'm sure, you know, Baroness had come up. Are we going to see Baroness again? Yes, you will see Baroness again. So Baroness is going to get made again. We're not going to get that same Cobra Island pack unless Target orders that Cobra Island pack. But what Target's ordered was Vipers and Firefly for next year. You know, they're going to, we'll just keep getting run, you know, a different run, but we'll order more now that people want them. Um, nobody was, nobody was prepared for the fans to go in there every day and yell and scream at target employees. You need to go in the back and find me this figure because my phone, which I just threw on the counter says it's here, <laughs> you know, remarkably similar to the target experience right there. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's like they don't know the figures back there. We knew where the figures were in the distribution line better than the people at Target. You know, like they're look, I'm I'm here in bath supplies. I'm putting loofahs away, and some dudes coming up. You need to go in the back and find this for me because that person wouldn't. And it's like, whoa. You know, the fans made an issue of those figures. Um, when people complain that Target employees are buying figures out of the back before I get a chance to, they're buying it because you've told them, I need that figure now and you need to sell it to me so I can go sell it on eBay. Well, you know, I'm making $15 an hour, $8 an hour, and I've got some dude yelling and spitting on me for a toy, I'm going to go in the look in the back, tell them it's not here. And I'm going to buy that on my break. Like they, the fans made that own situation with target people. They already hated pop collectors and now they hate GI Joe collectors too. Speaking of somebody more hated than pop collectors because they actually behave better than GI Joe's. Speaking of somebody who ran a target back room for a couple of years, uh, hot wheels collectors are the worst. They're not now. We we <laughs> Joe has topped them. Those Hot Wheels collectors are nice, and and they just come we're in, one. They mess up the the aisles, and they leave. We're number one. Yes, we're number one. And it's it's unfortunate, Trust. but that's where the fandom has made its own problems. We now have a bad reputation, and a lot of Target stores have made rules like. We are not looking for stuff in the back. We are not checking anything back there. We're not giving you anything unless it's put on the shelf. And those rules are now at many stores because one too many people came in there yelling and screaming and demanding that that target person was stealing it from them because they had the right to buy it because the app said it was on there. And it, it's horrible that's what happened, but um that's where the the fan excitement ran a little too uh a little too hot for target it people. was it was joe mania in an all too literal sense it was for me it was flashbacks back to the 90s of running into the store for star wars power of the force figures <laughs> you know but at least they made a lot of power of the force figures they were ready for that you know if only they could run it more like ghostbusters Man, the Ghostbusters are on the shelf, and that's just a matter of two toy lines with a similar order amount and just one being in more demand than the other. You know, it could have worked the other way, but it didn't. And who could have seen that coming? Like, <laughs> nobody's did. That's the problem. Well, the, 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 the answer to that, Scott, is that Mark did because, and he's, he's trying to brag, he's, he's trying to humble brag up there. Trying to bury Horowitz up here. That's right. Pat himself on the back. Mm -hmm. mm. Ghostbusters. <sighs> I'm telling you, man. So Always the, ragging on Ghostbusters. The, the, big, the big news was that they, they do understand that there was issues this year and that they're making an attempt to provide more service to us next year. The 2021 Wave 3 figures are going to come out in bigger numbers. They're going to come out on more retail shops. They're going to be able to be ordered better. And when it comes down to the Target Cobra Island wave, they're going to be in bigger numbers at Targets. But it's still a Target exclusive. There's still going to be issues. And, you know, we just have to keep doing the hunt. But we have to 
for the love of God, be nice to people at Target, please. Right? Walmart, too. Well, they kind of deserve it if they work at Walmart. <laughs> that's tough, man. That's, uh, that's harsh. That's just the people that, nothing, that's the people that Target turned down. About Walmart at this point. No, that's true. That's true. It's just, uh, it's, uh, anyways, I'll, 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 I'll keep, I'll keep that from digressing off into tales from retail management. But uh, Lord knows nobody wants, nobody wants to buy that book. But um, the uh, another thing that you talked about on your video. Uh, where that the designers talked about the favorites that they wanted to include in the line. Yeah, and see, so that had come up in a roundtable. Like, we got the four of us here, and it was like, what would you want to see uh, come up in these figures? And it came up like, well, one of the guys like, man, I would really love to do Ripper, but you can't just stop there. And, you know, everyone on the thing was just going, you know, we all want Dreadnoughts. You're given a Zartan. And, you know, well, we want henchmen for that Zartan. And it will happen. But it, when will it happen within what they have to release within each wave, within each each order system? That gets very complicated. They would like to see Dreadnoughts. And then one of the other designers, really Lenny, said that, uh, you know, if we get Dreadnoughts, I want to do Road Pig like a power lifter. Like, you know, Bajoran, Bajoran, Bajorbor, bear guy on the, like, world's strongest man. Like, where it's just a massive figure, like, nine inches tall. So you really get scared of that. And we're still having the cinder block hammer. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm going to die right now on camera because that's such a great idea. But it's not something that's set in stone yet. You know, this is just designers talking about what they would like to do. And that's like talking to a car designer about what he would like to design a car as. And then what the committee makes a car are two different things on different timetables. So I'm sure we will get Dreadnoughts at certain point, um, especially now that they've already given a Zartan, kind of wet our whistle for that. Um, but if it's going to be this year, next year, I don't think so. But you never know. I mean, maybe, maybe the discussion of it has shown higher ups that, Dreadnoughts are hot, and and we might get that Ripper and Buzzsaw and Torch next year. Uh, I can't see anybody saying no. Like, would you not buy Dreadnoughts? No, of course you I'd would. I'd be all over Dreadnoughts. Yeah, everybody would. You know, especially the first three. Yeah, yeah. And then, hey. I mean, build a figure Road Pig. Ooh, that's good. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey Scott, Ooh, a Dreadnought wave with build a figure Road Pig. Yeah, there you hashtag go. build a figure. Build a <laughs> Wait, let me check. Okay, we'll allow it. Scott, did any one of them uh, say that they wanted to do new characters? Or yeah, I did had also come up. You know, we would like to handle new characters that maybe haven't been made yet in a G.I. Joe toy figure line or in the six-inch line or just make up our own characters. But there is a lot of pressure to produce so you know there's so many gi joe figures um to produce characters that are already in a waiting list of stuff to do um certainly if an opportunity comes up where it fits within the theme they would give us a new character um but right now they're really trying to work on the backlog of characters that fans want to see 
top of everyone's list is, of course, Rick Kondo. Wow. Rick Kondo came up mostly because he was one of the designer's favorite G.I. Joes. And I, I liked it because, you know, Rick Kondo had the mustache. So. He has the mustache. And he's got the cool hat. Yeah. Joe Colton hates Ricondo, so we're throwing that in there for her. How can you hate Ricondo? I don't know. She's she crazy. likes Mercer too. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know we're dealing with this. Everybody likes Mercer, not named Irizarry. Yeah. <laughs> but we're right, is the thing. We're right. <laughs> well, fair. I don't hate Mercer like he does. I, uh, you know, but nobody can hate Mercer like I do. No, no, it's unnatural, really. <laughs> he does. Yeah, do you hate I... Mercer version one or version two. I, it's not that he's a poorly designed figure. It has nothing to do with how he looks. I think his story is all wrong. It's just, it, like a, a Cobra Viper turn, and it, like he wouldn't be allowed to join the Joes. He would be thrown into a cell in Leavenworth and left to rot. And, and, and you know he'd be whatever information they could get out of him, they'd take, and that would that would pretty much be the end of him. I could just be a lector. I could just see the admissions officer going checking the list and being like, Big Lob, yeah. Fridge, sure. Sergeant Slaughter, yeah, you bet. Mercer, no way, dude. No. You're not gonna work out here. Just Big no. Lob is the the one three and three quarter figure I've never gotten. I, I'm really upset about. Sure. Yeah. That's somebody gonna cost you an arm, a leg, and then somebody else's arm. Yeah, I, I, I come across one at a show and I was really excited. I'm like, yeah, great. You know, I'll, I'll spend like up to a hundred bucks on that figure. And they were like $270. I was just like, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think the guy who voiced Big Lob got that much money. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Like his figure shouldn't cost more than his entire VO session. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 270 might have even I'll, been I'll below. One eventually. I, that's a figure I would really like to complete my movie, my movie team. So that that might even be below market. Like two seventy might have been a good deal. And, and at the time, I'm like, I got a bill. I'll pay a bill for a figure. I just wasn't going to spend that kind of money. And and that's before you know before the figures really started to skyrocket in value. Mm -hmm. Now these days, I see figures loose with no accessories. And somebody still wants seventy dollars for a bat, and I just don't right. get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's nuts. Yeah, it's uh, believe me, as a as somebody who who hunts down beachheads, finding ones with uh, waste pieces that are intact. That's I'm thrilled if I see anything under forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as it is, I, I got one. We highlighted it on the show last week. It's over there somewhere, and I, I, it was, it was priced like it had been before things went crazy. Right. Single tier came down and couldn't, couldn't hardly control myself. This is the one with the pull string in the back that goes. I'm a rough and tough ranger. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing more show in jokes there, Scott. I apologize. Yes, it's all good. So <laughs> your your video, you also talked about 90s characters. Well, that had come up because, like, will we see 90s characters uh, come in or mixed in or you could do it chronological? And they're like, no, we've already put a 90s character in. Um, the, you know, Arctic Storm Shadow is the 90s Ninja Force Storm Shadow. 
So, you know, depending on how it fits to fit a figure into a wave, depending on what kind of like little submissions they're kind of giving waves, uh, we can see 90s characters mixed in with the with what we've already gotten. And it just depends on if it's a good figure for the wave and if whether or not they're going to have that wave be mission centric. Is it going to be a jungle wave? Is it going to be a desert wave? Are we going to do these little mini missions? And that means the loadout for characters, their costumes, and uh, whatever it needs to be to, to tell a little bit of a story within something, they will do that. Um, and they're not going to just give us 1982 and then 1983 and then 1984. It's, it is, it's going to be a, you know, rolling for Yahtzee and see what comes out. So we'll get a good mix of figures throughout every time they want to give us something. So wave four, we're confirming short fuse and rampart. <laughs> if there's oh, a bombing bombing mission, you need downtown rampart and short fuse. There you go. You can do it. We're all and set. The and silver pads grand slam. <laughs> Chuckle. Somebody's the mass got destruction that. wave. Yeah. So you, I mean, you really don't know. They can they can't tell us anything that hasn't come out yet. So. Even when I like, I tried to trick them into revealing everything for Wave Three, and said, "Well, we got you know this figure, this figure, this figure, Major Blood and Barbecue. Is that Wave Three? And he's like, "Well, I can't comment on Major Blood and Barbecue. I can't comment on anything we haven't released, you know." So I kind of snuck it in, but then again, it's kind of that sell sheet's been out there for quite some time that those are yeah. other figures we're going to get for Wave Three. And Wave 3 is broken up now because of COVID and no Snake Eyes movie. They were having to move some pieces around, which is why we've gotten figures number-wise suddenly just went, you know, it jumped numbers here and there and back and forth. And that's where they've, they've been having to juggle stuff to fit into their distribution uh, timelines. Well, that, that, uh, that confirms one of our longstanding theories. Which is that, exactly that. It's that, that the the movie getting pushed out has just played hell with the logistics of everything. The movie being getting pushed out, and then the COVID causing delays, that just messed everything up for everybody, not just in the toy world, but uh, yeah. for GI Joes, stuff is delayed. Stuff didn't get shipped on the right time. Stuff didn't get to the stores on the right time. And they didn't get the full assortments because they were missing figures that they wanted to interact with the, you know, the Snake Eyes movie. And so that's all being pushed back. So we're getting some fillers. And in that case is repaints of Scarlet and Roadblock. Those are filler figures um, because normally that Wave 3 would have probably came with some Storm Shadow figures and Snake Eyes. Did they mention if they have a plan for the next time the movie gets pushed out? They're certainly they're 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 ready for a movie push. Um, you know that's that's what they're holding those cards and they're holding those figures. And um, you know they said there's you know go to the IMDb when we asked what other figures are we going to get for the Snake Eyes movie. They're like you know you can see what we have to work with. There's some nice figures there. You know so. We're going to get more than just Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow for uh, both classified and I think a four-inch figures as well. And we've said it here oh. pretty clearly that 
they by and large did a pretty good job of filling a movie sized hole in their year long plan. And I don't, I don't, because that's so 30,000 feet and, and yet under the radar, I don't think Hasbro's gotten near enough credit for how well they stretched and kind of taped together a year long lineup that didn't get the movie they were supposed to on time. Well, you know, but then again, look at Hasbro and how many figures they're throwing at us every month. Um, waves of figures used to be like in GI Joe, they lasted an entire year. And that year meant the new year plus all of last year was still on sale until the next year. Now a wave comes in and you've got a one month, two months, three months at the most. And they're gone. It's completely off the table and on a new onto something new. And that's what retail likes. That's what Target and Walmart like. They like a rush of new product every three, every three months. And therefore, if they only get one case in that three months, that's all you're gonna get for 90 days. One case of six figures, you'll be fine. And here's six new figures, and you know, and here's six more figures, and they have everything scheduled on top of each other now where within transformers power rangers gi joe and my little pony there's a new figure every every day somewhere you know every week hasbro's been releasing something new so it's been real difficult for some of us to keep up so uh and then real quick before we move on to to what's next how about the the retro card line you know, they were actually very excited about the retro card line. Um, I was excited that they called it the retro card line. I've been calling it the retro packaging line because vehicles aren't carded uh, yet. You know, we can see a thing on a card at some point, I'm sure. But uh, they, they, their numbers are good from Walmart and that they're ordering more and they're going through more and they're going to keep doing kind of a best of for these smaller four-inch scale figures. And it's a good way to get people to buy G.I. Joe's to maybe get into the classified line as like a gateway Joe, you know? Um, and then, you know, really just the answer comes up again that, well, Walmart is a horrible place for that because nobody can buy anything. And, you know, they, 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 again, it's up to that distribution, the, the distribution system within Walmart is so bad that when you pre-order a figure it's going to be at your local walmart before they ever get your pre-order in like before they ship your pre-order they ship them to stores and then they sell out at stores to give you any for their pre-orders they don't even understand how that works um walmart has a lot of bad ways to do it but they order the most toys they are the king of toys there's, they have more Walmarts and more stores, and they order more toys than Target. Um, and what's beyond Target, you have Big Bad, Entertainment Earth, Walgreens. Walgreens is a major thing because they carry some toys. But yes. if you're going to get one, one case of G.I. Joe's, you have a better time finding them at Walgreens than you do at Target's. And there's a yeah. Silver Centurion, which is one of the best Iron Man figures they've come out with in a long time. It's a Walgreens yeah. exclusive. And I've seen mm -hmm. Walgreens get case after case after case of those figures. So how can that be constantly stocked at Walgreens, but we can't stock 
Cobra Commanders or Red Ninjas in Walgreens is a supply and demand issue. So is there anything that we missed that we haven't covered from that uh, media scrum there? Oh, I'm sure there is a lot. <laughs> I did um, see, yeah, uh, we got a comment. Uh, we do have a comment from Matt Rubin, and I know you addressed this in the video if you want to uh, go over it again. It said, wait, isn't the Wave 3 uh, Zartan the Trooper and uh, Scarlet and Roadblock? It says, are they not considering Scarlet and Roadblock part of the Wave? I, and what, I know you talked about what they consider Wave 3 in your video. What they consider Wave 3 is... Uh, is the Zartan is Cobra Trooper reissue? Um, Lady J, Flint, Zart, uh, Firefly, and Viper. And then what they didn't confirm was uh, Major Blood and Barbecue. Um, within those case packs, we are going to get the repainted versions of Scarlet and Roadblock. Those we can already see on Big Bad Toy Store, where they thought they were just going to get Wave 1 figures. Instead, they're getting Wave 1 repaints. Mm. And that was a decision that somebody made based on customer feedback that they don't like. We didn't like the Operation Blackout uh, colors. You know, operate the, this, the video game colors didn't work for us. It really just, oh, why does he have one gold knee pad? Like, this just bugs me so they they painted that stuff dark and we're going all right yeah that's that's not bad i'll go yeah, ahead roadblock the roadblock repaint is significantly better the scarlet one is whatever the scarlet but, one is you know you're working with what you can as a palette swap but the roadblock is day and night yeah. on, on what we want from a figure and they they've caught on to that they were like oh hey they like this they hate that and we're gonna see that from now on a, a subtle sh shift of palette color from the bright over into the more darker, uh, into the more realistic with the neoclassic designs. And that's what we want. So that's what they're going to make for us. But the time to switch into that gear, it was a little slow off of the, off the first wave one and wave two will always be a little off compared to what we're going to get from wave three and wave four and wave five. I noticed, um, like with the orders for Flint and Lady J, uh, the other figure that's the pack in is Cobra Commander. Was there like a re does anyone did anybody like come out and say like is the Cobra Commander a repaint too, or is it just more of the same one that we got? Because he's you already know, had two repaints. Yeah, we've we've had a couple repaints of that figure, and we didn't ask that question because again, you can't ask them anything that they haven't already brought out because they won't answer you. Hmm. So I, it, that that's kind of an issue. We even showed them. I, I brought it up. The this is a paint a repaint of, of Roadblock and Scarlet, and they're like, "What do you mean that's online now?" Hey, what can we talk about this? No, we can't talk about that. Okay, that was online last week. So so maybe the timing is just a little off for for us to get all the answers to all those types of questions. And that's how it's always going to be. Hasbro is very big about not saying something even if we've already leaked the pictures you know whenever they do their fan friday events all of those images are on twitter thursday and wednesday so we know what's coming out and then they get on the video and they're like we have a surprise for you and we're like 
You mean this? We already we already saw it. In fact, I've already pre-ordered it from ToyWiz because they don't care about your block dates, and they already put them up. You know, um, Mark, it's, it's, it's reminds of me of several of the the very first conversations that you and I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but if something like that happened before JoeCon, right before the big presentation. When it would come up, I would address it immediately. And I would say, now I know some of you may have seen this before. So at least it let the fans know that I was aware of what was going on, right? Yeah, it, Hasbro has a real hard time keeping an airtight ship about secrets. Whereas like McFarlane... You don't even know they've made a figure, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this figure's in your stores now." And you're like, "How did it get there?" You know, because they're just showing it to you, and it's in the store. Like they they're able to keep all of their secrets tight, and they only show a figure when it's already in stores. You know, Todd will be like, "So I made this figure, and I talk out of the side of my mouth, and um, the figure figure's probably in your WalMarts right now," and you're like. Looking online, it is at my Walmart right now, and we only. I'm in Walmart. Day. How did I get Walmart? It's that's a, a that's... wonder with Hasbro having the Star Wars license that Baby Yoda didn't get blown. That was on purpose. They just simply didn't make yeah. a choice of it until it was shown. Like everything became late, and they knew that because they knew if they would have made toys early to be there when the show started the secret would have been out and it wouldn't have been on the show so they literally took a revenue hit to keep that a secret and make toys after you saw it on tv because they knew they couldn't keep those secrets in house okay secrets in house they could not if, yeah. if anybody wants to see uh, scott's video you can catch the whole it's what 12 13 minutes uh, basically running down that media scrum that is at the Toy Wizards YouTube channel. Yes. Does that also have a dash in it or no? Uh, you know, I don't know. I just know it is our YouTube channel. Uh -huh. I, I, can, I can go look. <laughs> well, um, that's all right. Toy Wizards. Let me, yeah. Let me check my viewing history. Yeah, we're at just Toy Wizards on uh, YouTube. For God's yeah. sake, Rob. Don't check your viewing history on the show. Oh, no, Good no. Lord. A 2-6. Good two Lord, how'd that get there? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see, you're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of clips on how to took a how to cook a turkey and then you know random cartoon nonsense. <laughs> so let's move on to the rest of the news. Dude, 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 dude. We got slides. We got oh. slides. Oh, they're adorable. And they fly. Where'd they go? Oh, nice. And there they are from Symbiote Studios. That is Snake Eyes and Timber and Cobra Commander, uh, little plush dolls that are available if you go to symbiotestudios.com. Uh, Snake Eyes and Timber are $29.99, and Cobra Commander is $24.99, and they've got kind of that peach fuzz cover. And... Um, and they're just adorable. I like them, but I think they're severely overpriced for what they are. Yeah. Oh, maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I deal in a lot of plush. Plush are great money makers, and I can get you know that same plush doll from a Star Wars character for under ten dollars. So I can't see why it's twenty four by them. You know, they don't if have Star Wars little... costs less money than GI Joe. You're doing something wrong. They don't come with cute little timber though. A dog's a dog, man. You can replace that with a Taco Bell plush doll any in a minute, and it'd be ready oh. to go. What is that? That's what is cold. that thing next to Snake Eyes? What is that? It's something that didn't come with the figure. So you mean you could pack the wolf with the figure? No. Uh, as Owen oh. Wilson, as Owen Wilson would say, "Wow." <laughs> 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 That's not bad. <laughs> I can only use it once, though. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, those are out there for you. Again, you can grab those at symbiotestudios.com. Uh, Snake Eyes and Timber come as a set. Cobra Commanders all by his lonesome. Uh, just the cutest little counter terrorist and terrorist you'd, you'd ever could have. They're about a foot tall. Everybody likes these, at least the look, right? Except right. Bobby Valor. That's right. He hates the grenades on Snake Eyes. He's like, those grenades are not militarily accurate. Well. Oh, but look well. at Timber. Look at that punum. Bobby, Bobby and Bobby's my boy, but I guarantee you he hates the grenades. <laughs> Next news item. Three zero released images of its new one sixth scale storm shadow figure, and this is uh, their promo image. They actually have a full three sixty spinneroony thing up on their website. Uh, it is three zero spelled out t r t h r e e z e r o h k dot com. Um, and you can get a much better look at it there. But that is not a statue, folks. That is an action figure. And I've, I've been very familiar with 3-0 over the years, especially when they were doing with 3A with Ashley Wood. Um, their 12-inch figures are very nice. Uh, these will be highly detailed, highly accurate to the accessories, and the paint jobs are going to be fantastic. Retail price on these is about 150 Snake Eyes was offered through Hasbro Pulse, so I can imagine Storm Shadow being offered through Hasbro Pulse as well. And we might even see that next week. Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the preview is up on 3-0's website, so who knows? Uh, but we'll, we'll certainly learn more about it as it goes on. But go, anyways, go check that out if you're into high-end collectibles uh, for your favorite characters. The, this certainly looks like it is... Uh, worth your time, your effort, and your money. Finally. Mark Weber, what do you what do you say about that chest cut? Finally, we got rid of that brutal elbow cut. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> clearly that that's what everybody's problem with action figures is: is the lines oh, on the elbows. Totally ruins the aesthetic, right? I've never been happy with those ankle cuts. Oh, look at this! This guy looks fantastic. And yeah, for for a, a buck fifty, you should. But yeah, dude, he's uh, he is killing it. So 
got no problems, got no issues with this one. Even though I don't really collect at that scale, man, that's the kind of figure that makes you rethink your life decisions from a collecting standpoint, right? You're like, I don't do 12 inch. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Right. The only, the only 12 inch GI Joes that I have are snake eyes figures. And I have the uh, sideshow collectibles and the 1000 toys snake eyes. So I'm, I've already pre-ordered the uh, three zero snake eyes, but I go. will pick up storm shadow in this case, because I like that style design so much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and partner it up with the uh, snake eyes that I've already pre-ordered. Now you got some salt to go with the pepper, baby. Yeah. So good. He looks kind of like a playing card, though, right? In the that pose. Totally a yeah. thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I can't stop seeing it. Or Deadpool, <laughs> or Deadpool right? <laughs> Deadpool would be like, yeah, no problem. Let me pull the sword out. Hey, look, free sword. Yeah. <laughs> He'd also ears, probably right? be upside down or something. So Right. Anyways. So, yeah, that's 30HK.com if you want to check out the, the full 360 take on the uh, the new Storm Shadow figure. And we'll, we'll let you know about that one as we find out more about it ourselves. I cannot wait to see what 3-0 does with Ghostbusters. Man, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't they don't do that until they hit the three zero ice cream soldier. Ah. Right. So that uh, that finishes the news. Or wait, no, no, it actually doesn't. But we'll come back to we'll come back to the news because I don't have a slide for it. But uh, I do have a post sock entry. They're posting socking. They're posting socking. Hey guys and gal who decided to be absent. With Classified, I'm assuming, being successful, do you see Hasbro doing a Generation Selects uh, like Transformers like move with this line? Say, a repaint of Flint. Tiger Force or something? Also, what do you think of the repaints of the first wave? And that is from Zach Quam via email. And first, Zach, thank you for your uh, email reaching out to us at whatsonjoemind at gmail.com. Uh, we're always willing to take questions, comments, concerns, and present them in the post sock on these Friday episodes. So anytime you want to send something along, if you if you have a real question, we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll throw that uh, throw this to you guys. Um, we, we already know, obviously, Scott, you've confirmed classified has been real successful. Uh, we see the repaints there, but uh, a generation selects like uh, um, you know, I, I, I think what what they want to do is themes. So, like, we have the Cobra Island theme. At some point, we'll get desert. We'll get, you know, a, Arctic, obviously. They're, you know, working on the Arctic. And down the line, will we get Tiger Force and, and Python Patrol? Absolutely. I mean, once they've made that mold, Hasbro... And Kenner pioneered reusing molds. You know, yeah. that was not done before they started doing it. Kenner doing it and then later on to Hasbro. Um, you will see them make those subforces in exclusive colors down the line. We'll definitely see Tiger Force. We'll definitely see Python Patrol, Eco Squad. Eh, but, you know, other stuff will come up. 
Yeah, easy repaints are easy. Repaints are very easy, and it's thought of in the design process. Um, having been part of these kind of meetings, is this a, a mold that we can do multiple paint apps on? That's one of the things that comes out in the design process. I've been part of it. And yeah, you have to be able, when you pitch something, you got to be able to go, and we can paint it five ways to Wednesday like this easy. And that's what gets something made is whether or not they can continue to use those mold parts. If you're going to say, hey, I want to make a brand new mold and we're going to use it on one guy one time. And they'll be like, nope, get out of here. You know, yeah. we, we had the discussion when uh, when Destro was revealed as part of wave one for classified. Um, you know, we, we all laid down our money that, well, we know we know that the uh, the profit director version is, you know, what they wound up calling it. But we know he's coming. Because otherwise, well, they're not going to make they're not going to make all the parts for Destro without. Well, you know, you else that a lot of the Destro parts, they were some of the parts were easily hot swappable for other stuff. You know, the main body you can make that onto another dude. Um, you can take the collar off. You don't have to have the armor gauntlets on there. You can change some of that stuff out, and and use body parts for other figures. Um, were they going to make multiple Destros? Yeah, of course they were. They, we know it. And we still don't have a regular Goldhead Iron Gridineers Destro. And we can still fool around with the Destro outfits to make different Destros. Uh, I would love to see them in one of those, that big Arctic coat, you know? I just love that coat, Destro. It's great. I want the, I I want the Sunbow, Sunbow Arctic versions of everybody. The same uniform with that that tan coat. I uh, I would buy a lot of like when you Frankenstein your Joes. I bought a lot of snow jobs to just switch out heads, heads so I could on. have dudes in Arctic uh, Arctic uniforms and whatnot. So I, I liked I it better with that that Arctic snake eyes that they did back in twenty fifth. Yeah, I liked it better with that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was what people want. It's kind of something they they played around with, you know, a little bit with Pursuit of Cobra. You know, you had a Desert Snake Eyes, you had a Jungle Duke, you know. Sure. You can definitely see that going down the line. Any figure that we see get made, just try to think how can they make a different version of that, and that's something we will see. And just uh, one last little news item. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, popped up just yesterday, but Paramount head Bob Backish said, they are not interested in simultaneous streaming and theater releases for their major 2021 movies. According to a conference transcript on SeekingAlpha.com, G.I. Joe Origin Snake Eyes was mentioned in a group with Top Gun Maverick, A Quiet Place 2, and Mission Impossible 7 as franchise films, and that's their quote. And while Paramount Way moved some films to simultaneous releases, they are committed to providing a fully immersive theater experience to these movies, at this time, and they specifically uh, pulled up Top Gun for, you know, you don't want to be watching that on your phone. You want to see that in a theater with yeah. surround sound and jet engines making your fillings rattle. Top Gun was directed by the same director that did uh, uh, Tron, Tron Legacy. Same director, mm -hmm. Joe uh, Drinsky. <laughs> I'm a big Tron fan, so that was great news for me. I was about to say, are, are, you, are you passing judgment on Tron? 
No one better pass judgment on Tron. Uh -oh. I will derez you. Right? So don't, <laughs> don't be surprised when Sark shoots down Maverick right at the end, right? I'm, well, I'm, we're going to remove Rob I'm because I'm going to stick up for our guest. That's tough. Tough love. <laughs> I warned him. I warned him. He's going to come out of the other room and throw something at me. <laughs> Take that as a warning, Rob. Right there. <laughs> Gotta... Don't you be taking Tron's name in vain. Uh, I want to see Rob get booted, kicked out of the horseman, and then bump that Mike in his own window. I'm totally chair in the closet. I'll get hit with a chair like Geraldo. Right? Just so soaring good. in from off camera. So good. Yeah, actually, I'll just come home from work and find his stuff on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> Only the Rock Anderson. So that's uh, that's it for the news. There's a sound effect for the end, is there? I thought there was. I thought we had decided that there was. But if that's a sound effect, that means new news item coming. Why uh, would you do it at the end of the news? I used to ha I used to have an end news music thing. I don't know. It should be Editing. like the. Price is right, fail sound. Do, 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 do. Yeah, but I don't want to get us. I don't want to get us to demonetize. Because <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> I've, heard that. I've heard that's I going needed, around. I needed that nickel. I'm saving up for a newspaper. Right. But uh, that does bring us up to the uh, progress for the plug the damn show. Uh, movement, which we have going on right now. It is our push to get to 500 subscribers so that we can give away uh, these guys. All right. right there. And we have uh, made some great strides. We've got, uh, we're up to about 300 as we went to air tonight. Uh, so that is that's a pretty big jump from last week, and we appreciate everybody who has uh, signed on. By all means, please join your friends, uh, subscribe, hit that little button down below, uh, hit the like button, make comments, uh, get us in the circulation. Uh, because the more we grow, the more we can do for you, certainly. And uh, and don't make us look bad in front of our guest. Right. Right, I mean his channel. His channel's well into four digits by now. We don't want to look crappy to him, do we? Like, subscribe, follow, send us creepy fanboy messages from Loser Town. All of it. That's right. Uh, we we need your help. Uh, just to share us wherever your social media may take you, and then uh, that we'll get to five hundred no time, and then we'll be sending out uh, some toys. And believe me, we've got another contest for when we hit a thousand with more stuff. So good stuff. Keep it going. Yeah. First thanks things first, get to 500. And thanks 300 for, is good. 500 is better. Thanks to our friends at Kokomo toys. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. The lovely, uh, the lovely prize pack. That's right. And if you're like, Oh, I could just go get those at Target or Walmart. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't go get a Vankman. Vankman's. <laughs> Go go get a a Lewis Tully. Yeah, go get Winston Zedmore. 
plenty of Winston Zenmores. And got to bring down the main cast like that. Just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish they had the short packs Egon. <laughs> and, I oh, like, and I like Ghostbusters. Everybody likes Ghostbusters. My God. What I like the cartoon. Done? What I mean, the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, not the filmation. The one, the one with the giant ape. No, not that one. Was yeah. that real Ghostbusters or no? I forget. No, that was that was the Ghostbusters. That was yeah. Jeff no, Ghostbusters. the real Ghostbusters would have had Larry Storch. That's what would have. <laughs> Larry, Larry, Larry Storch, Larry and, and then the guy in the ape suit. And I think I'm a couple episodes even had to plug the damn comic. That's it. A couple episodes even had uh, even had uh, Ted Knight as a guest star. So, Rob, I'll check those out. <laughs> I like that Rob grabbed his handy Real American Hero issue and not his Dead Game issue, which is in the toilet. I think one room away. <laughs> it's uh, just in just in case we run out of toilet paper again. <laughs> Although I'm afraid it would probably give me a rash. Right. Who puts <laughs> it might feel like a boot in the ass, except there's no feet. Except there's no foot, exactly. See? <laughs> oh god. Like a stubby ankle in the butt. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, and I promised and I promised someone I would review them. Oof. Scott, this is my life every week. Yeah. <laughs> I have no comment to that. <laughs> Sorry. This is why I apologize pre-show. This is why. Right here. And, and as you know, the pre-show apology is always better than the actual apology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that does roll us into what we got in. And uh, that is where we, we brag about the stuff that we've done to add to our collections over the last week or so. Uh, Mark Weber, leave leave a set an example for our guest. What do right? you get in this week? Well, <laughs> the budget has changed a little bit this week, uh, but uh, we did have one guy coming in, so we got a uh, an old file card that I just didn't have for some reason. So, ooh, is that the Warthog Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, and and check it out. I came with extra tape. I got like that. There you go. And that, was, that was clearly stated in the auction, and maybe that's why it went for lower than you'd expect. Uh, so now I got to figure out if I want to actually try to get that tape off or just leave it be. No, that's you, you never tape. get that tape off. It's 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 caked in on there. You can see the yellow yellowing from uh, the time. That would just damage it. Sounds good. That's official 1988 tape, Mark. You can't do that right? one. Yeah, good stuff. I figured I, I figured I might peel it off and put it on Thunder's file card because that's kind of my thing. But <laughs> we'll leave it. I, I will trim it down though, because you know that's it's not bad. At least it's not overcut. No, but no, yeah. I liked I liked my cards trimmed, maybe just a hair of black, you know, off the gray. But I liked mine trimmed pretty nicely. And this little notch here was always the pain, right? Oh, oh yeah, there's I still can't do it. Oh, man. There, there's any number of ways I can go to make this not family friendly. Yes, but 
Anyways, to fill you in, Scott, uh, Mark had, at one point in his life had subbed a Sergeant Slaughter crotch onto his thunder and had no idea that he had done so for many years. I forgot about it. And Thunder was one of my favorite shows and Slaughter was meh. And then years later, I'm digging out that Thunder figure. And immediately you can tell something's off because he's got a bright white belt. And I'm like, what is going on with Thunder? And I figured it out pretty quick, but I have no memory of making that decision as a kid. But I could totally see if Thunder broke, if he went all beachhead on me, I might have been like, you know what? Who's got black pants? Slaughter. All right. You know, I think that was one of the main things that made G.I. Joe a better toy line than Star Wars beyond the articulation, but was the fact that if you broke them, you could Frankenstein them, you could create your own Joe with other parts. And that lived with a lot of us that grew up with these toys is that we would Frankenstein our figures quite often to make our own dudes the way we wanted them to be, or even make our own new characters. Um, and that stood, that stayed with a lot of us for a long time with these toys. When I fight, I was late to that party. It was like year three before I busted out a screwdriver, but I'd had two broken Cobra troopers, just basic Cobras for ages. I broke the thumbs off every one of my 82s. Yeah, and, and luckily I had broken a left and a right thumb on two different figures. So I made one perfect soldier, and then the other guy, man, right into the ass, right? <laughs> you didn't have thumbs, baby. You got into a vehicle. You can drive, <laughs> you can drive with eight. It's just hard to shoot a gun with eight. So get into the stinger, my friend. <laughs> You just press the missile button. It ain't hard to shoot a hiss cannon. You don't need thumbs for that. No, you'd be sticking the guy's hands under the cannons anyway. So it, you have to. You already, you already broke them, and they're all saggy, right? So you get them broken hands under it. Now you're talking. There you go. So, Scott, what did you what did you get in this week to add to your collection? <laughs> I get a lot of toys in. Um, I get a regular couple deliveries a day. So, oh Lord. Um, I say what I'm most excited about was I got Super Megatron from Hasbro Pulse. And this was a Japanese import of a Voltron that was only in the manga in Japan. So, it wasn't something we're going to see on shelves. It was like if Megatron, you mixed him up with a Gundam. And like, so he had like Zeta Gundam shoulder pads and a longer legs and a taller, more Egyptian head. And it was just, it's so crazy. I love it. And that had come in to the, uh, yesterday and I peeked at it, but I'm going to do a review before I, I want to, I want to like review it and be totally like excited for it. So I don't want to touch it until I do my review. Fair enough. So that That's my, my toy that came in the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what do you get in this week? Uh, well, I I did get in the latest issue of Real American Hero number two seventy six. I got that yesterday. Listen, listen soon for rack time. Nice. Yeah, we've heard that before. Yeah. Hey, look, feet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. No, I mean, <laughs> there's stuff on order, but you know. Yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough. They're not going to show up until you know March and July. 
I uh, I took advantage of the restock at Hathro Pulse and uh, and indulged my my sideswipe fetish nice. and got myself Tiger Track. He's also Pulse. on my review table. <laughs> there we go. He's just. I mean, ordinarily I would feel bad because it's just it really there's nothing different about him. Then it's just different colors from the the red version of Sideswipe, but but I like it. I like yeah. having him in yellow. And Sideswipe was really a well done figure in that line. Yeah, like it. He, he's a real solid robot. He's a real solid car. Uh, you know, there's not pieces that get loose and fly all over the place. He's just really well done. So I didn't. I don't mind having him again. I think um, they've done really good work on the Generations line. Yeah. I'm not I don't. I don't kill everything that I left behind. Uh, I thought. <laughs> I thought Seeds was outstanding, and Earthrise was, was okay, but had big shoes to fill. But I love what they're doing. The, the images they showed of the new Huffer, dude. Like Huffer's probably my favorite figure out of that new line. It yeah. really looks fantastic. I'm so in. So I was. Uh, I'm very, very proud of the Transformers team. Good work, boys and girls. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I would ever look at a Huffer figure and be excited about it, but Huffer looks pretty darn good. I always liked yeah. Huffer, and I thought he got kind of a short stick there being such a mini-con uh, with the red, the other figures, but this one's a, a bit bigger, and he can haul the trailer. I'm all in for it, man. It looks great. Yeah. A lot of those mini-con figures, they really hyped up the characters in the comic, and then you get the toy, and it's like, oh, this is a hunk of crap. Right. Oh, look at broke already. Kids, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. That was a transformer we could put in our pocket and go to go to school, and we wouldn't get in trouble for having them. So. <laughs> and and if it was brawn, both of you, what you said is right. You could put him in your pocket and go to school, and he'd break. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. Braun broke in like four, like what, four minutes? Uh, if he got to the end of the day, I'm stunned. He. he that that little silver arm, pop, gone, gone. We just had this little little green door. We just swung him forward. Now that that became his new arm, right? It basically became a T Rex. Right. <laughs> those those little the green doors were longer than his actual arms that they gave him. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so it's so much better on the cartoon, really. I dug Braun story-wise, though, because on his card it said strongest of the Autobots. I'm like, that's awesome. Because yeah. he's like three. And then, and then he's like. <laughs> but he had, the, had those pathetic arms. He was like, if I can reach it, I can lift it. <laughs> yeah. He's wrestling with Smurfs. Your little, your little plastic Smurfs. He's just going. Come over here. That's kind of G1 in a that, nutshell, uh, though. Yeah. yeah, they looked awesome on the cartoon, and then you get the toy and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of look at it sideways." Yeah, yeah some of them like some. <laughs> the whole Soundwave's great toy. Oh yeah, right. Prowl. A lot sure. of the Autobot cars came out pretty well. Prowl, oh. pretty big time. Yeah, Mirage. Never but even forget, the ones, never even the ones that looked okay didn't move. Never forget my son Derek at like seven years old, and he was good at him. He fished out my G1 Mirage, and you know how you twist him? Yeah, Derek just went. 
and looked up at me. He knew he did something wrong. And I'm like, sorry, brother, we can glue it. No, we can't. That, that boy has a, he has a checkered history with your G1 Transformers, doesn't he? Well, by and large, he's been pretty good other than ma making two mirages <laughs> and taking G1 Megatron in his backpack to church camp. Other than that, he's been pretty good. <sighs> Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh. Un unpacking his backpack, coming home from church camp, and finding the broken pieces of G1 Megatron in the bottom. Because <laughs> everything else got packed on top and thinking, you know what? That's probably the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. He got so bashed in there that he never even bothered to take it out. So, yeah, just, just. Give him the old Viking funeral. Which one should Backpack I Backpack and everything on the fire. Which one should I steal from dad's collection to take to church camp? I know. The, the one that looks like a heater. That looks like a legit firearm. That's <laughs> a good choice, Derek. Well played. It's from Man From Uncle. Right? <sighs> that's, not even, that's not even school. That's church camp. Church camp. You got to come packing, baby. So that, uh, that's it for what we got in. <laughs> Brings us to shout-outs uh, where we give give uh, praise to those who got us here. Scott, you're our guest. Why don't you go first? Tell us all about toy-wizards.com. Well, that's, uh, that's for your, like you said, where is a good one-stop website for all your toy news? Toy-wizards.com. Uh, that is the site ran by me and Lauren Stone. We also have a YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff for toy wizards. I have a uh, personal web store. That's planetxtoys.com. That's where I keep uh, some of my really cool stuff for sale. And then uh, we both run lots of conventions, which you can find at uh, Troublemakers. So there you go. All right. Any, any other non-business shout outs? Are you doing me? Yeah. <laughs> Friends, family, pen pals. Anything you want to serve as a last will and testament in case no one sees you alive after this recording? Are we talking about Rob again? It could be. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Probably Maybe. should. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. We, go. <laughs> we got a classroom full of kids that are going to be wondering where I am. I would say you're being mean to your brother, but one of them didn't even get invited, right? Right. So, <laughs> right. One of them would have just called us nerds and gone on with his life. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, and cried over his broken brawn, sucker. Yeah. Hey, he's got. He, he's a Mets fan. He cries over everything. Oh, uh, no, yeah. no. The Mets, I just, the Mets, they're going to be great, man. Oh, they're going to sign everybody. <laughs> Rob, you got any shout-outs? Uh, let's see. Ah, you know what? I was reading something in the news, and I need to shout this out. Normally, you hear, if a story starts with these three words, a Florida man, you're going no. to hear like some normally some feat of of remarkable stupidity. Yeah. This story started off with a Florida man paid the past due utility bills of 114 families who were going to have their heat and electricity shut off. Dude. So. Kudos to that Florida man. 
I was waiting for the you know the, the Florida punchline, right? The put yeah, the duh yeah. in Florida of and then they found a whole Pringles tube in his large intestine. Yeah. Right? No, the kudos to the guy who said a Florida man story cannot can be something that won't destroy your faith in, in you know in the species. <laughs> Pringles tube. <laughs> he ate the Pringles the wrong way, man. <laughs> you take him out of the can. He literally could not stop once it was popped. I mean, oh. I don't want to make this more uh, R-rated than it needs to be. Uh, <laughs> but there's two directions you can put that can to get it up there uh, or down there. Just so, so you, so Rob, you're going to give us a legitimate, you know, feel-good shout-out. You're not even going to tell us the guy's actual name. Uh you know, it wasn't in the story. It wasn't in the story. I did it honestly. Okay. And if it, you know, I like from what I could tell, and then, and then, you know, like I said, kids started screaming in the background. I had to stop reading it. Oh, so, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Something was on fire. You'd have got yeah. away with it too if it weren't for those yeah. kids. For those meddling kids. <laughs> Mark Weber, you got shout outs. Yeah, just one. Because a week ago, I was like, they can't fire this guy fast enough, right? Like, I'm tired of this garbage. But now, let me. Let me just get this up here real real close to the screen here. Holy cow. That's right, baby. The beat is on. So, 70. 70 to 7. And look, time left. Or is it over? Oh, it looks like it might be over. Oh, they oh, are well, playing to win the game. Only yeah, 70. So 42 to 7 uh, at halftime. Uh, it's a second half shutout. Put four more scores up to uh, put U of A in the toilet where they belong. Give them an zero and five season. So, so your shout out is for for hammering Herm Edwards. Yeah, there you go. For destroying the U of A, the only school whose graduates can't spell their own school. That's a lot of letters. So yeah, there's <laughs> a Z in there. there. Very happy, very happy with my Sunday. Here, I, I I thought it was only uh, I thought it was ASU that was a party school. Uh well, yeah, we, we partied a little bit at ASU. That's <laughs> well, the weather's always nice. But what we didn't do was go to U of A, an hour south, graduate, move to Phoenix to find civilization, and then tell everybody how great Tucson is for the rest of our lives. That's what's going on in the Valley of the Sun is a bunch of U of A grads who moved up to get a job telling all the ASU folks how great U of A is. Yeah, whatever. Scott, Scott, did, did you go to school? I went to, to several schools. <laughs> I'm not a, uh, uh, a any kind of college guy. I went into graphic arts programs and went straight into the workforce. That's good. I was waiting for you to say Arizona, you know, class of 96 or something. I was just waiting for that to happen. No, I was uh, uh, San, uh, UC Santa Cruz for graphic arts. Is that is no, that Santa Barbara is the banana slugs, right? Yeah. You, you, my UC Santa Cruz computer classes were in San Jose. So, that's good. Yeah, computer labs, all the computer labs for, for that stuff was in San Jose. All right. Excellent. There was really no wrong answer there. I just wanted to make sure that we were not gravely insulting you. 
I had no idea what you guys were saying, really. Like, That's just it's Mark running college, and this this animal eats this animal, but that animal can eat that animal. I'm just it's like Mark oh, running. It's Mark running his Pokemon, and when it digivolves, I'll jump back in the conversation. <laughs> it's Mark running his his classic University of Arizona smack. So it whatever. <laughs> hey, I don't do it very often because we're not usually very good at anything. But we put it for the Wildcats tonight. So, yeah, baby. Dig it. Just be, just be glad it's not baseball season, Scott. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I pay attention to none of those sports. Yeah. Professional wrestling is as close as I get to sports. Well, we hey, there do, we go. We, there didn't we, go. Mention, we haven't mentioned Terry Gordy in at least a week. <laughs> exactly a week, in fact. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, Terry Gordy, yes. Yeah, those two. That's where you got those two. Yeah. I've even got uh, I've even got Rob watching wrestling lately. Me? Rob's a big Sheamus fan. Oh, well, me he's too. My, he's the only guy whiter and redder than me. Yes. Every time he comes on the screen, I just instinctively shield my eyes and go, ah! Go glare. It's like watching a J.J. Abrams movie. It was the only time I ever heard Cena cheered in Philadelphia. Is when he was ripping Seamus on the mic and he said, They're not going to cheer you just because you're made of cream cheese. That's solid Fantastic. Line. Solid line from John Cena. That is a good line. And he does look like he's made of cream cheese. Uh, yeah. My shout outs, of course, our sponsor, Kokomo Toys, uh, for providing us with all kinds of uh, promotions. And our prizes for the plug the damn show eventual contest. Uh, remember, let's let's get us up to 500 subscribers, and we'll give away some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, give a shout out to Rob filling in for Joe Colton at uh, late late notice. Uh, give a shout out to Joe Colton. It's her birthday again. She's somewhere between 26 and 73 today. We know exactly where, but we're not going to tell you. To our special guest, Scott Zillner from toy-wizards.com. Thank you guys for having me aboard. Scott, anytime, man. Anytime we can be of service to you, please let us know. Uh, we will be there for you. I'm just really great that uh, Toy Wizards got to be involved in that uh, Hasbro discussion and that we were able to get information out to the fans that they really wanted to know, and it's worked out really good. Uh, Hasbro used to ask us to stuff, but then we found out the guy who asked us to all that, they let him go and we put him on the show. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid of us. The kind of thing that reverberates. But uh, please, everybody, once, once we're done here, head over to the Toy Wizards YouTube channel. Check out Scott's. Uh, G.I. Joe video from earlier. Was that Tuesday? Yeah. Let me see. I think I have it up here. Uh, December 8th. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Tuesday. December 8th. That's the one. So, uh, everybody take that one in. Not real long. 13 minutes or so. and uh, But lots of great information there. And, um, and spread the word around on that. There's a lot of... A lot of uh, just guesswork going on, and, and that'll put a lot of it to bed. So, you know, one of the questions that we asked was specifically because some guy in one of these forums 
was like, well, because my my earlier G.I. Joe report dealt with wave three. And his constant complaint was like, well, Lady J and Flint are actually part of wave four. And you got it mistaken as wave three. And I'm like, no, it's wave three. So then I asked it in the, in the meeting, like, hey, I need to like literally finish a, an internet fight here. Lady J and Flint are part of wave three. And it was literally a question done out of spite, but just to prove I knew what I was talking about to this, to this guy. And then he's like, well, do you have any audio recordings or written proof? Right. And I was just like, I think the fact that I was in a Hasbro meeting with these people and reporting about it is that it's real. And I'm not just trying to win an argument, but I did ask the question to win an argument. So there we go. It did not come from one of the Hassenfeld brothers himself. It yeah. does it does prove that long held adage though, no one wins a fight on the internet. Yeah. You don't you don't, but you know, as my position in this this realm and talking about these things, I do for the most part know what I'm talking about when I write about it, when I write something. If I don't know what I'm talking about, I say it's speculation. I'm this is what my speculation is. This is rumor. This is our rumors right now. And then when we say something that we know, we're like, hey, here's the facts that we have now. This is still, we're going to make some assumptions, but here's the good news uh, for us waiting for these toys, wanting these toys. And, you know, everybody collects different toys and has different ones. And unfortunately, people like me collect all the toys. So it's really hard. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get your your other your office there because you do have an impressive collection of giant robots. Uh, you know, I have I, I collect GI Joes, I collect Star Wars, I collect Japanese robots, I collect arcade machines, I collect cars, I collect all types of stuff. Um, and when you're a collector, you really do pick and choose what you want to have involved with you because it has some sort of effect. To you, you don't just collect, you know, uh, record albums if you didn't like the music, you know. So we love what we collect, and that makes us passionate about it. But that passion sometimes is a two-edged sword when everyone else is wrong because only I know the way to collect, and that's not true, you know. I get complaints. I get a lot of complaints. Like you have too much stuff behind you, and I don't have enough stuff. So it They're makes just me feel bad that you have more toys yeah. than I do. And it's like, well, this is what I've been doing exclusively for my entire life. Um, so if you've only started collecting toys since you saw Transformers when the Michael Bay Transformers, you're not going to have as many Transformers as me because I've been buying Transformers when they weren't even Transformers. They were Diaclone toys. When Transformers came out, I was pissed off that they screwed us out of having the little dudes with them. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Well, where's my little dudes? Like, I've been buying these toys, making a little dude with them, and now Hasbro's screwing me on this. Like, as a kid, that was my problem with Transformers. Why do Dinobots have a cockpit? I, it I makes was, no sense. I was not I expecting was that to be today's yeah. hot take. Right? I was just looking at your uh, at your giant robots and remembering opening some of them up on one Christmas Eve at our grandparents' house, and my mom immediately figuring that she would be, have in the future two eyeless children. 
You know so, what? And you know what, Rob? Serves uh, you right for opening toys on Christmas Eve. We used to go to grandma and grandpa's and open stuff up on Christmas Eve, and then they'd show up the next day at Christmas. Yeah, it was we weird. Were, uh, my family always was allowed to open up one present on Christmas Eve and then everything else on Christmas Day. Well, it's nice to know most of the nation enjoys crapping all over my birthday. Right. I mean, this, this would have been late seventies, Mark. This is before it your celebrity was established. Hey, Mike. Before, before we had any excuse to know who you are, if that happened today, then yes, that's Mark Weber Day. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. You know, in 1979, maybe not so much. I'm, I swear to God, I'm taking it back. I'm having a birthday. <laughs> I'm having a birthday week this year, 24 to 31, and don't you think? December 31st is going to be like the biggest December 31st ever this year. Yeah. Don't all want to burn the 2020 calendar. So birthday week is going to be great this year. I actually, uh, I used a 2012. taking over Kwanzaa. That's it. I used a 2012 calendar this year because the dates are all the same with the leap year. That's a good idea. Yeah. There'll be nothing. There'll be nothing but food, love, joy, toys, Maybe a redress of grievances. It's going to be <laughs> the test of strength. Right. Mark Weber's week-long festivus coming this week, starting so December twenty-fourth. So good. You coming should. Up. You know what? You should live. You should live stream that for the fundraiser. Not Anyways, bad. we've descended hard into nonsense, so let's go ahead and wind it up here. Uh, <laughs> Scott, thank you again for for stopping in, especially on short notice, the way you did. No problem, guys. Glad to be on board. For Rack Time Rob, for the Honcho Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks for joining us here on What's On Joe Mind. We'll be back next Friday for the next edition of the Team Stream. Maybe Joe Colton will be here this time. Maybe we're that. Maybe we're worth it. Maybe not. I don't know. Tune in and talk to you again soon.